Welcome to another edition of the Bones of Advertising. I'm John Douglas. And you are? Well, yes, for today, I'm Sean Connery. Sean. Yeah, shaken, not stirred. What did you have for breakfast this morning, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> go I, on, go on, say it. Go I, on. I had seven sliced sausages. <laughs> uh, I wonder if that came off as well as what it came off in my head because I don't reckon it did. That is very, very good. I know a lot of people who like doing a Sean Connery and that is one of the very, very best I've ever heard. I've got to tell you, my favourite line of Sean's is when he talks to Moneypenny, just the way he's so flirtatious. Yes, Mish Moneypenny. (laughs) He's an absolute superstar. I tell you what, what an absolute gentleman. What a man. And what about, like, they got away with all kinds of misogynist shit back in the day. Like, remember that line... um, uh, he was, he's in the casino and he asked that girl, and he says, what's your name? Oh, and she says, pussy galore. And he just says, of course you I'm not. sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it is. Like, nothing, nothing but everything. Like, it's just. Yeah, I think the line, JD, might have been, of course you are. <laughs> like uh, anyway. And that's awful. Like, I, I, don't, I don't condone it, but you look back and you go, haven't we come a long way since? Hey, what Cubby Broccoli, who who was you know the the driving force behind it for so long, he he got away with so much, you know, and and with Ian Fleming. I mean, obviously James Bond was Ian Fleming's alter ego, what he wanted to be in life, and yeah. and who he who he purported to be, and it sort of came out in the manifestation of these books, but. God, just those the days are so different, right? Such a different world that uh, that, that we're in now. Yeah, I really like the um, the 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 emergence of the female superhero. Yeah. So there's been, I mean, there's there's been you know, Captain Marvel and uh, Wonder Woman, but there's also these fantastic movies. Um, like uh, Red Sparrow and Hannah and like they're just you look at them and they're just they're like you know they're like they're not like Die Hard nothing's like Die Hard because you know nothing's it's quite like Bruce, like Bruce. But, but they're just like this they're great just escapist stuff and it just goes you know you don't need you know that little sexual byplay you don't need flirting. You just need bloody guns and, you know, people getting their throats cut. Haven't we headed off down a bloody rabbit hole? Where have we gone? And you know why we've done that? Because that's where ideas come from and that's the bone I'd like to pick today. Right. What? So you're talking ideas, where they come from? I'm talking about the big idea, my friend. I'm talking about where we get the big idea from. I like it. That sounds to me like one that we can definitely pull apart. Yeah. And do you know, do you know, you know the sad news? I've come, I've got props. I've got <laughs> props. I do. I've got props. That's we, not the sad news. We the starting with the prop? <laughs> it started with a prop. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> 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 the really sad idea is no one really knows where big ideas come from. No. So um. let me illustrate. Let me illustrate with a point. Here's the biggest idea. Almost the biggest idea ever discovered, ever, 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 ever. Ready? 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 Oh. 
The apple falling from the tree. Isaac Newton's gravity, my friend. Right. <laughs> and he said that watching the apple fall from the tree in a straight line crystallised for him all of the study that he'd made over years, decades. And it all just crystallised in his head. But he couldn't really tell you where it came from. So he did a whole lot of all this background background kind of thinking and then he saw this. Did you do that well? One more time. Would you, always, would you like to see you go, hang about, hang about. I'll do it so no one even knows I've got an apple. Oh, we'll have to slow that frame down. We'll have to go, <laughs> go, go like 100 frames per second. Yeah. And you can see the panic in my eye, hoping that it doesn't fall into my coffee cup. <laughs> <laughs> or worse, mate, fall and hit the Jack's crackers. Squashed sausages, yes. Yeah, might be a squashed sausage. Squashed sausage. Um, that was good. They were good. I tell you what, that was one of the best ideas I have ever seen. Was club buggery at Roy and HG at the Olympics. Yeah. Remember that when they called the gymnastics? So you know, the squashed sausage and the flat bag and the. Wow, those two almost got away with a whole lot of stuff back in the day as well, you know. But you know, times change. You kind of have to. You kind of have to. You know, if you don't move with the times. Yeah, right. Certainly in advertising, then your ideas aren't. You know, they just don't connect with people, and and you really need to have. You need to be as aware of the culture, I think, for an idea to work. Yep. Like there's some ideas that would have been absolutely brilliant 10 years ago, 20 years ago. But now they're just, you know, times move on. Yeah, exactly. And I guess the point of big ideas, JD, is how do you come up with them? And and from an agency point of view, one of the great things that we do on a very regular basis is get together to talk about, usually it comes at, at, you know, campaign time, you know, we're putting together a campaign concept for a client or we're putting together a pitch, you know, that's generally. So following on from... You know, the free creative pitch that we, 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 we <laughs> yes. tell them to. Yeah. <laughs> but, Let's go back there. <laughs> Let's not go back there. But the most ludicrous thing in, in advertising, but it is the way it is. So at point at a point in time, you do have to come up with something that you're going to share. And, and let's look at it more from a campaign point of view, not so much the pitch. But we do it on a regular basis with everyone in. So talk about the brief. Everyone gets some time prior to, to look at what it is that we're putting together. And we'll just start with the words. We generally will start with the words, the top line of what we're thinking about from a campaign perspective. And then from there, it'll turn from words into, okay, what could it potentially look like? And, and you know, mood boards or a feel or a sense of what it could look like. And then thinking about how it can manifest from, the big idea into each of the mediums with which it needs to be displayed. So, you know, it's a really good process of <clears throat> starting and turning up with a few ideas. So when you turn up to those think tanks, you're not coming in raw, just going, okay, I only just read the brief five seconds ago. You've jotted down three or four top line things that you're going to share with everyone. And then you put it into the melting pot and that's where the creativity really starts to take over. And our yep. philosophy of no bad ideas yeah. has been amazing at fostering young talent and old talent like me 
talent. Maybe that's loose when you talk about me. Maybe very loose. <laughs> I was going to say, don't go saying that about yourself. <laughs> let's, not, let's not call myself talent. Let's just call me old. But ultimately, about getting those ideas on the table and really working together to, to bring them to something that is worthy of the word idea. Yeah, the hard bit, I think, for um, uh, in a lot of agencies and, you know, it, it can work in places where people trust each other. Yeah. Like, there's an enormous amount of trust. Uh, so here's the easiest way. <laughs> Here you go. Here's the easiest. I just need to give this a little bit more. I'm not going to drop an apple. No. Here's the easiest way to kill an idea. You ready? Yep. Yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah, old chestnut. Yeah. yeah. I've seen I've seen ideas killed like this. Like that. There's a, there's a bullet in the side of the copywriter. Just... <laughs> Yeah. Like, and what does it look like when an idea gets life, JD? What does the response look like? Oh, oh yeah. 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 You need to, you really need to approach things with an, with an open heart. I love that, I, that, um, that quote by, uh, now I'm going to get all, uh, I'm going to get all literature on you. Victor, Victor Hugo, I think, who wrote uh, Les Miserables. He said, he said, an idea, there is nothing so fragile as a newborn idea, it can be killed with a sigh. Yep. But that was uh, that was Siri. That was Siri. You're asking for an idea, Siri. Siri, give <laughs> <stupid> an idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Gen Y. Oh gosh. What's an idea? What's a good idea for this ad, Siri? Yeah. Okay. So I've got another. I've got a. Here we go. Here we go. This is um, uh, this idea got up. It's not an advertising idea, but this idea got up. You ready? I bought, oh, this is the other prop I bought. Like you didn't marry to Mrs. Douglas, is it? That idea got up. <laughs> no. Oh, I could, that was a, that was a great idea that almost didn't get off the ground because of the execution. Yeah. But I'll tell you about that another day. Okay. Here you go. Here you go. So this is, here you go. Can you see that? Can all of us see that? This is, this is an old fashioned way of sharing my screen. Um, so, right. Makes sense, does it? Makes absolutely no sense at all. None. That was uh, that was a sketch by a very very famous architect whose name is Frank Gehry, and right. Frank Gehry designed this, and that is the Guggenheim Museum in Bilbao. Right. One of the world's great architectural. Um, uh, uh, landmarks. Okay. It's, it's a great design. It's right up there with the Sydney Opera House. It's you know it is considered. It's it's just amazing. Like look at it. Like it's just. Right. Where does that where does that idea come from? It comes from there. And is that the actual sketch you printed off, or did you just the actual sketch? Really. That's his first idea. Right. He's like, I oh, do this and do this and then we do this. And a lot of people. I'll do this. I'll do this. I'll do this. I'll do this. And then, uh, and it's amazing that the client didn't go. Are you sure the client didn't? And he might have been strong enough to push through the. He, he may well have been. He may well have been. But no, if probably, if I know, uh, if I know my creative people, um, it's probably gone from that squiggle to something kind of more like that. Yeah, right, okay. That's starting to make sense. 
and then and then into the into the thing. But it's 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 how you get from I've got this idea in my head down onto something that you can then share with other people that you can then build into a robust enough concept that you can then rationalise as to why it meets the brief. Yeah. <clears throat> so one, thing, one thing that I wanted to touch on, JD, is when do you know you've got a good one? How do you know you've got a good one? Like there's lots that percolate, lot that, lots that percolate that come to the fore. When do you know? What's the point when you're going through the process that you go, yeah, this is big. This is real big. Yeah, when it first comes out, I don't necessarily think you know it's going to be big, but you know it's an idea because it's the, I've never seen that before. Like it's a really fresh perspective and it makes sense based on what you're actually trying to say. So if you look at um, Dumb Ways to Die, you yep. know, the, it's just fantastic. Ripper. And what it said was, the brief was, let's stop children running across train tracks when the lights are down. Like, and in most instances, the, the, the advertising campaign would be, don't run across the tracks when the lights are down. Like, <laughs> yeah, or pictures of some parents having lost a child. Like, that's, that's the go-to. Yeah, yeah. Not but, in this case. No, no. And the... The thing was, and there's a whole lot of mythology around it, and I know a couple of the personalities involved in the, who, in the creation of that. Um, someone said, that's a really dumb way to die. And that led to, that's really interesting. Like, that's an interesting perspective. No one actually says, that's a dumb way to die. It's a really childish way. Oh! That's a childish way of looking at it. And who are we talking to? Who are we talking to? The children. And that's the way it came to pass, right? I believe. I mean, I, I think you know, if you talk to the people who actually created it, that would probably be, no, it was, uh, it was long nights and um, many, many deep discussions about the psychological impact of... You reckon? I don't know that they would, JD. I don't know. I reckon. I reckon they'd be like you. They'd be like, you know what? We've nailed it. They've kind of got to it. However, they got to it. And I reckon they'd be like, you know what? This speaks to kids. It's using the technology. It's got a ripping song that's going to go under. I reckon it came to pass where they just kind of had that light bulb moment where it's like, boom! This is going to change what kids change behaviour, and that's really what it was designed to do. Yeah, yeah, and then so they had that. Here's here's the here's the the bit that was um, I think the, the the little bit of genius. I think dumb ways to die is a really clever idea. I think it's a really good insight into the way um, kids think. Yeah, but then to show to actually turn it into a cartoon. Yeah. To have a to have a jingle that sounds like it's oh it's fun you know it's it's a dumb word it, it's oh, it's like, it, but the amount of craft that went into yeah. we're gonna we're gonna have a cartoon we're gonna have a you know it's gonna be a cartoon feel it's gonna be a happy jingle it's going to be like all of these disgusting ways to die 
illustrated. Like each one of those is a decision that brings an idea to life. So the idea itself is this amorphous kind of thing that is best enunciated by that's a really dumb way to die. Yeah. But there's no weeping adults. There's no um, uh, trains. There's no, no like so each one of those is a decision that at any stage someone could have said, the clients that have said, well, we've got to show a train and it's like because we're the trained people and that's our product. Yeah, but <laughs> if you've got smart enough people in the room, JD, which obviously they did, they can go from we've got to show, you know, very sad parents, we've got to show a train to no, we don't. This is more powerful than doing what's expected. Yeah. That's Challenge the logic. And that's the secret. Yes. What is what is expected and what is everyone else in the category doing? Because customers, people who buy a product, let's not talk about trains anymore, people who buy a product don't see a category. They don't go, oh, I'm going to buy something now from the laundry category. I'm going to the beverage category, Jason. <laughs> I'm going to purchase something from the beverage aisle. <laughs> doesn't happen like that. No, they don't think like that. So all you need to do is you you need to say, what is the thing that's going to get me noticed? Yeah. And the thing that will get you noticed is taking a fresh perspective, and that's the simplest way I can think of. If you look at, take a different perspective, taking a different perspective, that's what an idea is. This yeah. is Isaac Newton going, that went. In the story, JD, he was lying down and he watched... He was lying in a field and watched the apple fall from, like, I don't know the whole story, yeah. but isn't yeah. that? He was just lying down, looking up, and he's like, boom. Yeah. And he noticed that they all just fell, they, they didn't, they fell straight down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, but because he was, because it was a different perspective, because he'd been yeah. stood up looking at it, <clears throat> because he was lying down, it was like, no, still false. That must mean, hang about, all that stuff that I've been thinking about, bang, 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 gravity. Like, yeah. And you know what else, JD? Another great one is you, you know you're you're a fantastic writer, and and I love the writing. I mean, I dabble, I really enjoy it as well, and I've been blessed with some ability around you know songs and scripts and and, and bits and pieces. But the key to what we do is really having some great people on you know the computer that can bring that yeah. to life. Like yeah. to be able to then sell the idea into a client is really about connecting then with, I'm, I'm not a designer, I'm not a graphic designer and you're not a graphic designer, but you can tell. <laughs> working with someone who is really, really good at their craft, yeah. but then it comes down to you being able to articulate the idea and how it should come to life in an ad of some sort. So if we pitch and we go out with a poster, let, let, let's just say we're going out with a billboard as the primary component of the deck we want to show the client the idea you know we've got to work our way through there we've got to go through that process of the message like you said you want to have a really good rationale as to why that message is going to impact the best prospect then why the picture comes to life you know and how did you get to the point of that particular picture or the component of the picture or the celebrity or whatever it is that we put into the picture that's going to help sell the idea and then the subcopy line that's driving them or directing them out to whatever it is that we want them to do, you know, click, go in store, you know, sign up, whatever. Yeah. You've yeah. got to have that connection to that real talent to bring it to life into something that looks like an ad. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And selling it, selling it is a is a is a skill. And we can 
we, there's another little bone we can pick. Yeah. Here's one question to end on, JD, which is a massive one for me, and I love this. Sean Connery's best movie was Dr. No. There you go. Here's the answer to your question. Okay. Well, let's do it. Thanks. That's another edition of the Bones of Advertising. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything, is there such a thing? Let me try that one more time. Is there such a thing as a new idea? Ooh. Oh, if I have seen further, it is because I have stood on the shoulders of giants. Yes, my um, friend, indeed, we have. Um, I think there are some genuinely new ideas. I absolutely do. I mean, without genuinely new ideas, there would be no, uh, there would be there would be no wheel. You know, there would be there would be no theory of gravity. There would be no theory of relativity. Um, there would be no like, and as much as there are new ideas in art, like Jackson Pollock deciding to chuck house paint on a canvas and selling it for $3.5 million, you know, like there is, there are new ideas in art and there are new ideas in, in technology and there are new ideas in, um, uh, uh, you know, society. There's all kinds of new ideas all the time. Generally, they are evolutions of something else. Yep. I think that's a really good point to make, mate. I think that evolution is a real good point to make. But I'm with you. I believe there are yep. new and yep. fresh ideas. I mean, I, I honestly do. Communications idea is still the best legal advantage you can have over your competitors. And the way you find a better perspective is not to look where everyone else has looked in your category, forgetting about what I just said about categories before because, you know, <laughs> I'm a strategist and I could go where I bloody like. So don't look in the middle of where everyone else is looking. Yep. Look on the outside of the category and especially where that meets another category. Yep. That's where you'll find an interesting perspective and that's where you'll find you're more likely to find interesting ideas that connect better with customers.